2: Hi and welcome to Everything Is Fine, a podcast for women over forty. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France, and I'm Jen Romolini, and welcome to our year-end
3: extravaganza episode. Year in review, year in review. I was like, should we do that? I don't know. I, I mean, I, part of it is to have a new episode this week when I think that neither of us is particularly feeling like we have much holiday cheer left or <laughs> anything else. So yeah, but also like thinking about what were your favorite things of the year is, I don't know, sometimes can be a nice, a nice thing. Yeah. And everybody else does it. So why shouldn't we? Why, why the fuck shouldn't we? Like, Okay. <laughs> But, just like a caveat, um I have not watched everything and like I feel guilty giving this list a little bit because I haven't watched everything. I haven't listened to everything. I haven't you know, but that's a really that's a really good thing to say. I always get really irritated when
2: people will say to me like, You've never read any Saul Bellow? Oh my god! <laughs> and it's like, wait, there are a badillion writers. Like, wh- it, it always has to be okay. There are a million movies. There are a million TV shows. There's always something that gets missed, right?
3: So this is not a best of so much as a our favorites. True. Well put. And and least favorites. <laughs> oh, you have some least favorites. I didn't well, do that. I have one. I have one. Should we get it out of the way? Yeah, let's get out of the way. It's Don't Worry, Darling. <sighs> I didn't see it, but I heard it was terrible. The thing is about it, I thought, oh, well, this is going to be an enjoyable hate watch. This is going to... It was it was bad in ways that nobody even talked about. It was such a poorly made movie. It was just like, it was overly precious. It was self-serious. Like Olivia Wilde just like shat the bed on directing this movie hmm. and... And then, you know, that all that got hidden by the whole like all of the controversy, which by the way, that was my favorite controversy of the year. I could have followed that to the ends of the earth. Like I <laughs> love oh, the spitting, like the spit the spit gate, like all of it. But hmm. the movie was the movie was like an abomination. And it was like afterwards, I was like, oh, I'm so mad that I watched that, not like, oh, that was terrible. You know, yeah. like so anyway. Like and you like, got
2: gypped somehow.
3: Yeah. And also like that people were saying that it was misogyny and that was why that people were reviewing that movie badly. No, it was a technically terrible movie. That's how I felt about Bros. Oh, yes. That was your, that you hated that movie. Yes. I didn't hate it, but I, I was
2: very disappointed. Yes. Yes. I was very disappointed and I thought it was, you know, unfair to say like we weren't ready for this movie. Right. When in fact it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a great movie.
3: Now right exactly. Now there were far worse movies this year. Like I saw in the theater and walked out um which is something you would never go near but Lyle Lyle Crocodile which was um it was it was so corny that even my twelve-year-old kid and their friend—they were like, "We have to leave. We can't watch mm-hmm. this anymore." Like at one point, Charlotte was like, "Is she having an emo- the mom? Is she having an emotional affair with the crocodile?" And I was like, "Yeah, there are like weird, sexy vibes. Like, <laughs> we need to get out of here." <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so those are um, those are some of my worsts of the year. Um, uh, okay. Well, since we're on movies, let's
2: talk about some of our favorites. Okay. Yes. Maybe my favorite movie of the year
3: was "The Worst Person in the World." Oh, that's a good movie. That was a good one. That was a good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, because it
2: was a while, it was over the summer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or spring. That was a really moving. You know, it kind of move you, and the title kind of throws you in another direction, so you're not prepared at all to watch the movie that you're watching.
3: Yes, yes, that's a that's a fantastic movie mine was um everything everywhere all at once mhm i really that and you know the thing is about movies and people don't talk about this it's like you have to sometimes it's like a movie can be great and it just doesn't hit you and you kind of have to be i feel like in the right place like and the right time for you to like absorb like what is you know What is obviously objectively a quality movie? It doesn't. It's not always going to be good to you if you're not in the right headspace for it. But I was in the perfect headspace for that movie and saw it in a great theater. Like it just washed over me. I was like, "This is incredible!" And I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, yeah. We we
2: went to that, and Mm -hmm. Paul was like, "The kung fu is not good in this movie. We can't stay." (laughs) Like he couldn't get over that.
3: See. See, that's the thing. He couldn't get, it all depends. He was in the wrong headspace. He just, he could not be watching bad Kung Fu. Like I watched Tar the other night and I was like, this is a great movie that I am not in the mood for. You know what? That's the way I thought I was,
2: we were watching it and Paul was watching it and I was kind of dipping in and out. Yes, Yes. And then I watched, we watched the last like 30 minutes the next morning. Yes. Yes. And I was like, wait, this was a really good movie. Like I got to go back to that movie and watch the whole thing properly because, and I also went after, after we watched the end of it, I read all this stuff about it Yes, and it really like, it was, yeah, it was good. And, and, and on that topic, the other night I watched, she said, oh, how was that? I liked it. You did. I think okay. it, I liked it. I think it deserved better reviews than it got. It actually kind of is suspenseful. Okay. Okay. Um, and I liked it also because it just like it is so adjacent to my own life. Like they showed them the couples walking in Prospect Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. But it really did make me think about Jody Cantor and Megan Toohey. Yeah. The women the movie is based on, because um you know, Jody was the editor of the arts and leisure section. And at the times they really let you move around if you want to. And so right. I guess at some point she said, I want to be an investigative journalist instead. Amazing. And it really made me think like, wow, those women make, made a big fucking difference. Like
3: they won the Pulitzer. Yeah. They, I mean, they really did. They changed the world. They changed the way we talk about everything. I mean, not as much, they hadn't changed it as much as many of us would like. I'm sure shenanigans and all that bullshit is going on all over the place still, but they cha- that was a huge cultural shift, and how many times does that happen? You know, in a, in a, in a lifetime, not many. Like I get, I get very like choked up about it. Yeah, yeah. No, that is a movie that I have not been in the mood for. I get it. I was not totally in the mood for it. You know what it is? It's a good airplane movie. Oh, I'm about to be on some planes.
2: Yes, it's a good airplane movie. It's like the pace is right for watching on the airplane.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard what I heard about that movie, what I read in my um, Ankler newsletter, because I read that Hollywood business newsletter. It's kind of weirdly like, remember inside.com, that mm-hmm. Kurt Anderson thing, um, which I that was my first job in New York it's kind of like that. Like it puts, it's a business newsletter. And actually I would say that's one of my bests of the year. It's a, um, business of entertainment and media newsletter that puts out like stats of movies and all the news, what's being released every, every week. And it's a daily news, um, letter for all that stuff. But what I read in that was that the way they rolled out, she said was just like incredibly problematic. Like you don't roll out a movie like that, the way they did, like there was a Something about the marketing was really off. There was like a wide release when there should have been a smaller release. And it was Mm -hmm. just, and there was like, you know, like sort of ironically somewhat, there was like sniffs of uh, sexism in how they, um, how they wrote it out. Yeah. Hmm. So, Hmm. but anyway, if anybody's interested in knowing about books and media and Hollywood every day, I highly recommend the Ankler. It is a paid newsletter, but it's worth it. Um, Okay. So yeah, that's, that's, I was looking at my list and I was like, I watched no movies this year. I felt, I felt that way about new books. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh. You know, like yeah. I read some books that came out this year. But anyway, we're not done with movies okay, yet. go. Um, Triangle of Sadness, which I talked about on this podcast. Mm. Which, hysterically funny and, you know, doesn't totally hold up the whole time, but really amusing and dark. Okay. I have no others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to books because I know you're going to have – Eleventy million books.
3: I don't. I really don't have a Leventy because I did all forensic reading this year. I read old books. I oh mean, yeah. You, know, you were
2: reading for your book.
3: I was reading for my book. So I didn't, you know, I mean, everybody knows my favorite one was Girls They Write Songs About, my number one book of the year. Um, I like Dirtbag Massachusetts a lot. I read a lot of bell hooks this year. Weirdly, I really got into like when bell hooks died. I read a bunch of bell hooks. I read a book called "Love Me Back" by a woman named Merritt Tierce, which was mm-hmm. a really surprising novel about uh, a woman with. I, I'm not even going to describe it well. She was a she's a waitress and a woman with really bad self esteem who makes a lot of bad decisions, and it is it is, I hate it when people use this word to describe books, but is propulsive. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, I liked that. And no, I don't have that many books. I really, really don't. Huh. How about you?
2: Well, I have, I also, you know, I'm not finished with it yet, but girls I write songs about is like, you know, with a bullet on my list. Yep. Um, the candy house by Jennifer Egan. Yep. Which is a follow up to Welcome to the Goon Squad. What wait, visit from the Goon Squad. Yeah. And then there were
3: other books I read that were kind of junky, like the Anna Winter biography. Oh, yes. You know what? That was really good. And I actually interviewed her for another project that I did. And she, um, Amy Odell, is the author of the Anna Winter biography. And I think she did an incredible job with that book, reporting that book out. She made, well, she, she made a good
2: decision, which was that she was going to skip a lot of the really juicy gossip and really portray her as a serious businesswoman. Yep. Yep. And because she did that, I think she also had some cooperation from Anna. Anna told people to speak to her, which, you know. Right. So she, I think she made a decision to go in a certain direction. Yeah. 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 And so it wasn't, it wasn't like super, super juicy, although there were certainly some great details. Yeah. Yeah. Then The Palace Papers by Tina Brown. Oh, okay. Okay. Tina Brown has written two books about the royal family. The first one is, was about Diana, Diana Chronicles, I believe, and The Palace Papers, which takes you up to Harry and Meghan. Wow. Okay. And her take at the end on Harry and Meghan is like, so like, you know, dark and Kind of, you know, like this is where they are now, you know, and how Megan like treats the whole thing like it's another Hollywood enterprise, right? Okay, but the, but no, she gets some good gossip. But but Tina Brown also writes really smart books about the royal family. So even though it was a, it was you know another one of my junky reads, it, it, you don't feel stupid when you're reading it. And then the other junky book I read was A Non-Please by the Dumois person.
3: Oh right, right, yeah. I wanted to read that. I didn't get a chance to read that. I did read Jeanette McCurdy's book. I forgot to say that. And I thought that was Excellent. Um, yeah, that's I'm, on my list. I thought I really, I was just like, wow, the writing in this, she's a real writer. like
2: Well, that's what she says she wanted to be. Her mother kept making her try to be an actress. She wanted to be a writer.
3: And it's just paced so fast. It's just boom, boom, boom. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed that. And, you know, I also really liked Lynn Stegerstrong's Flight a lot. Yeah. I blew through that. I blew through that novel. I just really would like to make more time for, make more time for novels. I feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> I really would in the that's one of the things I want to do in the um in the new year. I'll tell you a book that I hated since we're since I am talking Go about. Go for it. Fucking that Matthew Perry book. I'm not surprised to hear that. By the end of it I just felt like at the beginning I was like, "Oh, this is okay." And then by the end of it, I just felt kind of filthy. I just was like, ew, I just like, I was inside like the, I was inside the ass of like a person who's like so self-absorbed, like for (laughs) hours and hours.
2: It does seem like there's a fair amount of, you know, which is surprising because it's not a 12-step, you know, it's it's something that's frowned on in 12-step programs, but really um, very, what's the simple word I'm looking for? Self-indulgent. Self-indulgent about how bad he's had it.
3: Yes. There's no accountability also. Like very little accountability. Like it's all the women who wronged him. It's all the, you know, he gets a lot of digs in. There's some digs against Jennifer Aniston in there. Like, you know, he's kind of, it's gross. It's kind of gross. And like, he talks about his own, uh, I don't know. Nobody, nobody wants to hear about gross books, but it's a gross, it's a gross book. Don't buy it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't tempted. I wasn't tempted by that. Okay, should we should we advance to television? Oh,
3: okay. This is my largest category. <laughs>
2: Mine too. <laughs> 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 okay, you go first. Okay. Um I really liked this season of the crown. Okay. All I right. thought it was as quality as it ever was. Great
3: um white lotus which we have discussed a great deal we haven't discussed since the finale and i will say just brilliant have you you watched the finale yes yes brilliant stunning brilliant what a smart mike white man all the applause for mike white yeah he's talented what a great season of that show i hope he keeps making it forever i hope it is like love boat i hope he makes it for <laughs> or forever or fantasy island which is what he compared it to
2: because Fantasy Island always had that dark edge. Yes. Love Boat didn't, but Fantasy Island, like whatever they came to the island for their fantasy, they were punished for.
3: Yes. God, I loved Fantasy Island. Oh my <laughs> God, was I a fan. I mean, it's probably racist now and we would all hate it. But A like, million different things. A million different problems. <laughs> but it was, I loved it. Oh my God. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought White Lotus was just an amazing season of television. I was into it the whole time. And really excited to watch it. And there wasn't
2: like the first season, we've talked about it compared to the first season, like the first season, there was an ugliness to it. Yeah. That, you know, it's an ugly show in some ways. I mean, it shows people really awful, but there also is some level of like, you know, some level of compassion. The first season, I didn't.
3: I don't know. The I first I season just know. left me cold. I just the first season, I, I they seemed like caricatures to me. Yeah, and and maybe part of it was like it was filmed during the pandemic and like or during the worst we're, we're still in the pandemic, but the worst part of the pandemic, so like it didn't feel like a real vacation place. Like people pointed out, like the chairs were cheap, you know, like there mm-hmm. were so many details that seemed wrong, and like. I I don't know because of where that's filmed, but like even the backdrop, like it just didn't like the peep, the extras, you know, it just didn't feel like a real thing to me. Whereas this, this, uh, this season felt exactly how all of these people would behave. And I think that it also helped that it had all those amazingly beautiful Italian people in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and great Italian actors, you know? Oh my God. The woman who played the, um, uh the whatever the person who's in charge of the hotel who's 54 years old that actress. I can't uh, Valentina. That uh, was her name, right? Valentina. Just oh, mwah. I new hero for me. Um anyway, yes, White Lotus, I on also on my list. Um I have, I mean, I know there are things I know are on
2: your list. The yes.
3: rehearsal, Bad Sisters. Bad Sisters is on my list. The rehearsal. Oh, The rehearsal. Oh, the rehearsal. Yes. Yes. Both of those still on my list too. But also just like really interesting, innovative television. Like both of those, all all of the shows we're talking about, I'm going to throw in Severance now too. Yep. That's on my list. Like all of these shows are really interesting. They're like, not like things I've seen before. They're like super compelling and well-made and well-acted.
2: Yep. I agree. I agree. There's something kind of new about it.
3: Yeah. Better Things was the last season of Better Things. Oh, I forgot. But of course, Better Things. Yes. Right. Better Things. Oh. Yes. Yes. Which ended very nicely as well. Really satisfying. She really, gave, she really gave it to the fans. I was really pleased with her. Yeah. We love Pamela Adlon. It's still a dream, yes, that I think we've just never reached out because what if she rejects us? i know it would be too much to take it would
2: i gave yellow jackets an honorable mention because it really came out in 2021 but the very end of 10 2021
3: oh i had yellow jackets on my list too because of that yes um i put the bear oh yes the bear that belongs there the bear was oh i loved that show i loved that show I w- I'm so glad it's coming back. Um, the Last Movie Stars, which is technically TV, um, the Paul Paul Newman, Joanna mm-hmm. Woodward docu- documentary, and um, Hacks season oh, two. Oh, Hacks. I forgot Hacks. That belongs there. Yes. Hacks season two. Amazing. God, I mean, of course we spent all this time on television. There was so much good television. There was so much good television. And then, you know, I have to say, Better Call Saul. I was a diehard for Better Call Saul. I loved it. I loved this last season was great. And similar with um, Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was Mm -hmm. incredible. So yeah, that's my whole TV list.
2: Yes, I've done my entire,
3: oh, except for Loot, which is like not a
2: fantastic show, but a pretty amusing show with Maya Rudolph as like basically playing Jeff Bezos's ex-wife.
3: I am. Um, yeah. I was interested in that. I was also interested and didn't watch. Oh my God. I can't even think. Elizabeth, the Elizabeth Holmes one, whatever that was called. I started it and just wasn't compelled. Sometimes that happens. I'm like, nah, not for me. Yeah. Not for me. There's too much good
1: stuff out. Let's take a quick break from some ads. <laughs>
0: fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
3: Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. and Sarah absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long. And I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. And we're back. All right. Should we get into, Oh wait, I have a comedy. I have a comedy section of mine. I watched. Some oh good. Please good go. Comedy. Okay. So Rothaniel with mm-hmm. Gerard Carmichael was like one of the best hours of comedy I've ever, ever seen. It was so, so, so good. Um, I think Ali Wong's special, Don Wong, came out this year, which was really, really good. You know Ali Wong, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got to see live, and I think she's still doing it in New York, but I got to see it live in LA because she was like sorting it out in some little theater. It was the Kate Berlant show, mm-hmm. Kate, which I really liked. And then this kind of was going to lead us into podcasts, but there was an episode I still listen to, uh, what the fuck or WTF with Mark Marin. And there's a particular episode with Andrew Garfield in it that is, it's such an amazing interview. And I mean, they talk, it's not funny, but they talk about um, death and grieving. And it's so rare to see or hear two men
0: mm-hmm. having this
3: really vulnerable moment about grief and, um, overcoming grief or not over, just living with grief and sadness and their tears. Yeah. And anyway, highly, that was one of my favorite things of the year. So, I mean, that gets us into podcasts.
2: Okay. Podcasts. Well, your list here is going to be much longer than mine.
3: That's all right. I, maybe not. I I, w- I whittled it down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my favorite podcast always is heavyweight, which I've talked about here before yep. with John, Jonathan Goldstein. He, um, basically like resolves things that seem impossible to resolve
3: i need to listen to that i've not gotten into that he he
2: just he's really good at his job and is very like he's he's got a big heart and really tells the stories well but in addition to telling the stories well he's also just a really good reporter yeah who yeah. can like make connections and find people who, you know, you would think were lost to the world.
3: You know, you know those this American life people, they all they're like the best best in the game in audio. They all know how to make shit. Like yeah. there's so many people playing in the space, but the this American life people are almost uniformly good. Like they the, just No, they're at it.
2: another level. They
3: are. They are.
2: And I think he was a, he was definitely a this American life person. Yeah. Um the Just Enough family, I believe was this year. Yes, yes. Which is sort of, um, someone described it as the Jewish succession.
3: Yes. And um, Lara Mayer, who was on our show, worked on that. hmm Yeah. I, I, or, yeah, she, she helped to make that one. Yeah.
2: Death of an Artist, which I bet is on your list as
3: well. 100% on my list. I loved that. I loved that.
2: And then I enjoyed, you know, I didn't finish it, but I did enjoy um, w- Once Upon a Time at Bennington which is about Bennington in the eighties. It's the, the host is a little irritating.
3: I think so too.
2: Her tone is a little irritating, but I spent a summer at Bennington um, in the eighties. So, and, and, and some of the characters in the podcast were around. Betty Stanellis was around yeah. and some other people. And, and so I, it was just kind of fun because it did strike me as like this slightly terrifying place where yes. kids were, you know, like Jonathan Lethem says in the podcast, it's like, I graduated high school and went to college at Studio 54.
3: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, there was like, I really liked that podcast. I mean, not really. I really liked the idea of that podcast. Sometimes it's like, you know, like obviously with everything, it's hard to decide what details. I felt like it just went on a little too long. Like I felt like I wanted it to be tighter is what I, what I wanted from that. But you know, I thought, I thought it was good. No shit on anybody. Um, What else for you? Those were my podcasts. Okay, so I had um, this season of You Must Remember This, the erotic 80s. She did such an amazing job of um, this Karina Longworth, who's her, if nobody listens to You Must Remember This, I'm sure that they do, but it's all about Hollywood secrets. And I forget what it is. It's like the secrets and forgotten stories of um, the first century of Hollywood. So it's like everything from before uh, the year 2000. But this season... She went through every single year of the 80s and chose like an erotic 80s movie like American Gigolo, Jagged mm-hmm. Edge. Basic Instinct. I Yeah, I don't think Basic Instinct. Although was, that was 90s, that's 90s maybe. She's doing a follow-up to the 90s. Mm-hmm. And what she does in this is like she really does a deep dive on each movie, but she also like talks about all kinds of things that were going on in the culture at the time and how these actors felt about it, what happened to the actresses on set. It's really, really good. I really liked it and it's sexy and it's fun. Dead Eyes I had on my list, which is that podcast where that guy is trying to meet Tom Hanks. Oh, that's right. That actor who Tom Hanks fired from Band of Brothers. Like just before he was supposed to start, he was supposed to be on it. He was just going to be an extra, but like he had one, he had one line, I guess. And he was fired and it was going to be his big break. And he was like 21. And anyway, it's three seasons of obsessing over this rejection. And then finally at the end, Tom Hanks comes on the show and it is such a satisfying, like end to this podcast, (laughs) shameless acquisition target, which we had Laura on, which is just about breaking out, like a business sort of kicking you out and you kind of like the, the podcast Business and her kind of coming to terms with podcasting and like making this thing that is that is a shameless acquisition target. Um, Mother country radicals, I liked a lot. Um, anyway, people can look these up. But that was about um, God. I don't even remember what that was about. What I can't even remember <laughs> what the fuck it was about. But I loved it. It was because I'm not remembering the name because I can't remember anything anymore. Also, because I, I did, I did smoke some weed last night, which I've been trying to not, but sometimes it is the best thing for sleep, especially if you haven't had it for a while. Yeah, it really is. No, it's about, um, the mother country radicals is about the weather underground. Oh, that's right. And it's by one of the created by a child of one of the weather. Exactly. Underground, right? Exactly. And, um, anyway, it's it's really well done and it's it's like a very pleasurable podcast to listen to about a subject that you wouldn't necessarily think you'd be interested in but yeah that's my that's my list of podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts yep okay then what else do we have what are our other categories here well we we did do some shopping this year yes okay what are your what are some of your favorite things you bought
2: um, you know, I did, when I say I did some shopping, I mean I did some. I didn't do a ton. Yes, yes. You know, but I love, there's a company called Cali Dreaming that makes my favorite button-down shirt that I have in multiple colors. Mm-hmm. It's called the Ace Shirt. It's a perfect button-down shirt. It has a band collar, which isn't for everyone, but mm-hmm. they also have collared shirts. So that's something that has, like, been very Reliable for me. And mm-hmm. then also, I discovered J. Crew's slouchy boyfriend chinos this year. Oh, okay. Um, which are a good pair of chinos, very lightweight for summer. I really liked those. And then I bought I, my big splurge this year has been a Mar- Maria Cornejo like blue fleece jacket. Okay. Okay. Those were my big purchases. You know, and I maybe made some beauty discoveries this year, but all my beauty products are upstairs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'm, I'm going to go through some of my beauty products because I don't remember what I bought. I did buy my white leather Vans have really been like a lifesaver for me. I've worn them with everything. They're a really good travel shoe. I never thought to get white leather Vans, and they're actually like a perforated leather. So mm-hmm. it's like they're very cool looking, but they they kind of like make every outfit look like '90s skater. Like it's like a it's like a look that I'm actually enjoying as like a, a like a a snowboarder boy, skater boy is like one of the looks that I've found is working for me at almost 50. Um, so those, and then in terms of beauty stuff for me, I have, I got a product called L'Oreal magic root Cover Up. Have you ever mm-hmm. used this? This is Mm-mm. the, okay. So it's just like, it looks like the cheesiest, like your grandma's like hairspray, but whenever my, I have not yet stopped dyeing my hair. And whenever I have roots coming in, I bought this. It's so good and it's not sticky or anything. And you just spray it and it has a ton of different shades. So You can get really close to your color. So it's not like a black, you know, a black mm-hmm. roots. Mm-hmm. And I have like this dark blonde and it, it works. And it's just like, you go in the mirror, you just spray along the roots. You kind of put your fingers on it. And then if you don't wash your hair for a couple of days, or even if you want to do it the next day, it totally works and extends, extends the roots because it, it's a close enough match that you don't look like Giuliani, you know, it's not like, and it's not like dripping down your face and it's not sticky. And so yes. So magic root cover up by L'Oreal And then I found I've been having really problems with lipsticks and I love lipstick, but my lips have changed. So I found this, um, Korean beauty product called, um, Perry para. It's an ink velvet. It comes in like a little tube with like a little sponge sponge applicator. And it's like five bucks. Um, and that I found like a really nice rosy color. And I've only been wearing that for lipstick and it goes on matte but it doesn't Mm -hmm. dry out your lips. So. Wow. That's a cool trick. Yes. A cool trick. The first sunscreen that made me start using sunscreen, which you know, this brand super goop. Yeah. But the everyday lotion is the one. And then, um, all the hair story products have changed my hair, really helped my hair a lot, including texture, lift and powder. And Nutrafol. I have to give an end of the year shout out to Nutrafol because my hair is growing back because I started it again. Awesome. What else? Anything else you bought this year? Um, I've had some good home purchases this year. I
2: I I had quit using an espresso machine. Okay. Because I thought like they always kind of conk out. Okay. After a couple of years, so I was living without an espresso machine, trying to make coffee other ways. And I realized that because I'd been using an espresso machine for over 10 years, like I don't know how to make coffee anymore. Yes. Yes. So I was just making bad cup of coffee after bad cup of coffee. And finally I was like, this just isn't fair. Yeah. I have to, <laughs> this isn't fair to anyone. I don't so deserve I, this. I deserve better. <laughs> I don't deserve this. Poor Paul deserves to drink decent coffee in the morning and not choke down with swill that I made. <laughs> so I bought a new Nespresso machine. I bought like the cheapest one they make because I've bought I've I've purchased the more expensive yes. ones before and I don't think they're any better. Even salespeople at the Nespresso store will tell you that under their breath. They're just not that different. Okay. So I bought that. That was a very good purchase. I bought a shower curtain that I absolutely adore from Target Threshold. Oh. Um, It's like Moroccan looking and has like tassels on the bottom Mm -hmm. and looks so much more expensive than it is. And I bought, I like, I like fresh citrus Mm -hmm. a lot. So I bought a juicer by this company, Smeg. Mm. I know it's a funny name. No, they
3: make, they make, they make refrigerators too, or like something.
2: Yes. They do. They make, they make those cool little refrigerators. Um, Oh, I bought new dinner plates after, after dining on the plates that were my wedding registry plates for the past 20 years. I was like, I'm done with these. And I got new plates from a company called Made In. Mm -hmm. They're really nice. They just have their, you know, off white with a little like thin, 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 thin red
3: rim. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. So those were my new plates. I was very happy about them.
0: I
3: similarly had some good home things. I bought a, I bought shower curtains by a brand called quiet town and they're just like a really thick, clear plastic, but they're, um, they're colored. So like the light comes through the window and kind of makes the it's, and they weren't that expensive. It's it's, shower curtains are a nice thing to like splurge on. And I also bought that confetti cutting board that you actually, I bought that at the beginning of the year. I love it. It's my favorite cutting board in the world. I think it's by Frederick and Frederick's in May, maybe. I think it is by Fredericks and May. Yeah, it's such a it's an but it's it's not only like really good looking, but it's like a really functional cutting board and doesn't get all the chop lines in it. It's like a very mm-hmm. thick, good cutting board, and I I wanted it for a long time, and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on a cutting board, and I love it more than anything. So so I highly recommend that, and I think that is my entire list of of good things this year. I mean, obviously doing this podcast with you has been the best of the year.
2: Oh, thank you. Right back at you. Yeah. We
3: had a good, we had some really good guests this year.
2: We had some good guests this year and we had such good listeners this year and such good, you know, so much great community on the Facebook page. And we just did one of our zoom calls last night with the Patreon people. And that was really great. And you guys are just awesome. You're the reason we do this. I mean, The reason we do this is that we can talk once a week, but then the reason, (laughs) I can't lie. I can't lie. But you are also the reason we do this. You are also
3: the reason we do this. So thanks for being here. Happy holidays. Hope everyone's having a restful week off. This is going to come out on the 26th. This is that nice like dead week of the year. It's a dead week, which either you adore or is the worst time of the year for you. And if it's the worst time of the year
2: for you, I just hope it passes quickly and without incident. I hope so too. And just eat some fucking
3: cookies. Eat some cookies. Eat some cookies. Like that's the best you can do. At this point, everyone's sick of Christmas music. Just eat some cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually have this amazing tahini chocolate chip cookie that I've been making, and they're pretty healthy because they're made with almond flour, but they're so good. Um, Really? Yes. So maybe I will put, that is my best cookie recipe of the year. Maybe I'll put that up. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Ramalini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms. It really helps us find new listeners. Um, and also, we sometimes read five star reviews on the show. If you want to support the production of the show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We do live events there. We did a um, holiday party there last night, like Kim just said. But also, it just helps us keep the lights on and pay our wonderful producer. If you want to follow us on social media, we're... At EIF Podcast on Instagram. We're on Facebook with a private and robust Facebook group. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. We are not yet on TikTok, though, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> you can find Kim on her blog, Girls of a Certain Age.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. I am going to have a newsletter someday. It's going to come back, I swear. The show is mixed and edited by the wonderful Natalie Rivera. Happy holidays, Natalie. Yeah. We love you. Thank you for this year. And we'll talk next week.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.